Hello and welcome to episode 198. This happened last week with Irish comedian, entrepreneur, love doctor, uh, Rory O'Hanlon. I hope you're well. I'm fantastic. It's February the 6th, 2022, Sunday, Sunday evening. Um, How's everybody doing out there? Sunday evenings, I, I don't, uh, I remember when I used to drink, Sunday evenings were the worst, fucking hell. That's why I give up drinking. People always ask, why did you give up drinking? It's like, why does why does anyone give up anything, really, you know? You never give up something that, like, you never give up something that you really like. You, you For you to give up something, it has to really fuck you up. That's why alcoholics, it's always like, they have to hit rock bottom. And it depends what your rock bottom is like. Like, like rock bottoms, rock bottom for some alcoholics is like crashing the car, fucking, you know, doing something insane. But um, yeah, the reason I have a booze is I just it's Sunday nights, man. Jesus Christ, I'm trying to get to sleep on a Sunday. You'd always think that uh, you'd have those, you'd have palpitations. You'd be trying to sleep, and then <laughs> you'd have dreams that you're falling and shit. Oh, the worst. You get about four hours sleep, and you'd be sweating, and then, especially if you go drinking on a Sunday. Like, if you go out on a Saturday, and you go right through, and then we used to go out on a Saturday with all the uh, with all the lads. We'd go out. Jesus, we'd go out. Fucking hell, man. We'd go out Thursday. Right through till Sunday night, and then you'd got, and then you'd just be waking up Monday, fucked. But it was a good crack. But you would be in a bad way. And then Tuesdays, Tuesdays is the big uh, depression day, isn't it? Where you're like, fuck, I'm never drinking again. Wednesday, you're like, Whoa. you're getting back into it. And then Thursday, you're like, who's going for a pint? <laughs> Seriously, who's who's heading back out? But um, I was watching the. Uh, I was watching the um, African Nations Cup and Senegal, Senegal beat Egypt in the final and it was fucking great man they really that, that uh, I'd say that tournament was amazing I think was it I think was in was it all over Africa or I think it was in Cameroon but uh, my god they looked they looked like they're having a, a good night <laughs> seriously the African fans are amazing man there's guys like com- completely uh, painted Painted green and shit, man. It's fucking great. They really, they really, uh, they really go for it. And uh, what's his name? There was two Liverpool players playing. Mo Salah was playing for Egypt, and Sadio Mane was playing for Senegal. And in the first like two minutes, Senegal got a penalty. Um, some guy, some guy was put through. A uh, Senegal forward was going through, and some guy fucking chopped him down. You wouldn't see a tackle like that in in a pub on a Saturday night. It was fucking. He chopped him down. So, Mane gets up to take the penalty, misses the penalty, and then you're going, God, he's missed the fucking penalty. And the game was pretty. Uh, wasn't that wasn't that exciting? And it went into extra time, then went into penalties, and who steps up again to take the penalty? If he win, if he scores, they win. If he misses, they they it could go. Uh, Egypt get another penalty, but he would have missed two penalties. 
I don't like if he missed two penalties. I don't think he'd ever come back from that. Like if you missed two penalties and Egypt, Egypt went on to win, like fucking hell, man, that is a heavy cross to bear. But he scored and Senegal won, man. Brilliant. The African players, man, they really not. They just fucking. They look like they really get into it, don't they? They're dancing and they're the the best dancers. You'd never see Irish footballers dancing. They just wouldn't know how to. If like if if you want to see Irish footballers dancing, you'd have to go to a nightclub, and they'd have to have like a lot of drink on board. The African lads are just like fucking. They're dancing. They're dancing with the drop of a hat. But uh, and the rugby was on the weekend as well. Uh, Ireland won. Ireland beats Wales. They fucking smashed Wales. Uh, Scotland beat England. And France beat Italy. If Italy ever won a game, at this point, I don't know why Italy even play rugby. It must be fucking brutal. Like, have they won a game? Ever? Like, every fucking... Um, like, every year they go into this going, Jesus Christ, man. Italian rugby. I don't think they've ever won a fucking game, man. Wins, rugby wins. They were beaten yesterday by France, anyway. Uh, They've been in the Six Nations since um, 2000. I don't know how many fucking... Have they won any games, though? I should have checked this before I started talking about it, but... uh, Rugby World Cup... Overall record... Uh, where is it? Oh, here we are. Six Nations overall record. My God. In 2000s, they finished sixth. Lost. Every, oh, no, they beat Scotland. Fucking hell. 2001, they were pretty pretty good that year. They finished sixth. Uh, won no games. 2002, sixth. <laughs> lost every game. 2003 was an amazing year. A fucking amazing year for Italian rugby. They won one game. 2004, they finished fifth. They won one game. 2005 was a really good, it was a vintage. They uh, lost every game. I think they, like, they're kind of like, yeah, well, 2007, they won two games. Does 2007 not feel that long ago? But it's fucking donkeys years ago. Uh, what else? Did they, yeah, so, but the last few years has been brutal. Since 2014, they have, 2014, they have won one game. And lost uh, what is it? What is it? one, two, three, four, five. Fucking hell, 24 games. Probably more. Is it one, two, three, four? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Fucking hell, they've won one game and lost 31. That's not fair for anyone. That's not, I don't even that. That's not really a sport anymore, is it? But, uh, and then fucking England, the English guys, Scotland beat them, which was great. Delighted for Scotland. That's great that people are allowed back into stadiums. Um, Scotland has had a re- very strict lockdown rules, haven't they? It's a bit bizarre. I saw a thing in the paper there that um, Nicholas Surgeon, the Scottish, um, they don't. I don't know what they call it. They, they don't call her Prime Minister, but she's the head of Scotland, whatever. But um, what they did was to make sure, because like, all the kids were still wearing masks in school. Which was fucking ridiculous. Why would a kid be wearing a mask in school? Like fucking one kid out of a million has died from coronavirus. But anyway, 
what Nicola Sturgeon did was they um, they cut two inches off every school door, every classroom door, to get more air into the uh, into the classroom. You're going, you're having a fucking laugh. It's a nice contract to get though, isn't it? Imagine getting that contract just fucking going around whipping the fucking edge off doors, Nicola Sturgeon. Nicola Sturgeon. First Minister for Scotland. Man, she's she's uh, the guns are out for her though, aren't they? Like I don't know, especially in England, they really fucking hate her because she wants independence, and all the kind of conservative English people are just going at her twenty four seven. You would really have to have uh, the fucking skin of a rhino to um, skin of a rhino to, to to just to be a politician. You can't you you can't be on social media or any of that shit because. And maybe they are. Maybe they're just... That's their personality. They're just fucking mental. You'd want to be proper nuts to be... A, like, why would you want to be... Um, like, imagine going, I want to run the country. That's a, like... That's a pretty good... That's a pretty... Um, that's a pretty big ego. But Nicola Surgeon, um, she, the councils have been given 5 million quid to improve airflow in around 2,000 classrooms to slow the spread of COVID. Fucking hell, man. They, as well as installing filters and fans, 300 grand has been earmarked to undercut doors to improve the airflow. That seems like a fucking scam, doesn't it? It'd be a nice gig, though. And uh, I don't know if they're... St- but but, but they, when Scotland won the trophy, they got the Calcutta Cup, which is the oldest trophy in rugby. And the Princess Anne was supposed to be... Um, Princess Anne was supposed to be giving it out, but... She couldn't because of COVID. So she was just waving at them and giving them out like, fucking hell. The lads have been, it, like, they've been playing a rugby game. They've been literally inside each other for 90 minutes or for 80 minutes. And then they're not allowed to collect a trophy from Princess Anne. What the fuck, like. um, Yeah, crazy. But what was I up to? I was did a gig last night. I did um Friday night and Saturday night. I was at the... Backyard Comedy Club, Bethnal Green, great comedy club. I remember uh, when I first started doing stand up back in the eighteen hundreds. Um, I actually came over. I did. Um, there was a guy who wrote a book on comedy called Greg Dean. I think that was his name, Greg Dean. And um, he wrote a book on stand up, and I bought the book bought it online very complicated book it was like it trying to make stand up complicated if you know what I mean it was like pick a word pick five other words mix them up it was just like fucking where's the gag man but anyway I went over it so he he um, yeah he just seemed like a bit of a bit of a bit of a charlatan I think when you're starting off anything really it's like fucking it's like self-help and all that all that stuff, isn't it? There's always dodgy people around trying to make a fucking few quid off vulnerable people. I'm not saying comedians were vulnerable, but it's just... It is an easy book, though. If you're trying to make money off people starting off in any kind of... It's like acting or any of that. There's always a few shams knocking around teaching people. I remember getting... Um, I remember getting hypnotised for smoking by this guy out in, uh, in Dublin and... Um, 
I got hypnotized three times for smoking. Twice didn't work. And the third time, I haven't smoked since. And it's, it's like, I would say it would have been 2007, I reckon. I gave up smoking. So what's that? 15 years ago or something like that. I haven't, and I never even thought of a smoke. And I used to always think of smoking. I have an addictive person. Not addict. I, I think I do have an addictive personality. Like if I um, I remember like if I have a cigarette and I smoke it and I put it out and blah blah blah. All of a sudden, this is like ding. Eight minutes later, like bing. <laughs> and I'm gonna go for another smoke. Like, bing. It, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? It's just like, all right, let's go. Let's go again. And I guess you're just trying to eliminate that from your brain. So I went to one guy, and. Uh, he, I went to a few of them, few fucking guys to get hypnotized actually, but for various different things. But anyway, <laughs> but I went to this guy and um, I can't remember his name, but his he had uh, he had car. I was working as a courier, and he'd left cards in all these pharmacies around um, around Leopardstown, which is in South County Dublin. And so I saw the name Tom Moore, Tom Mann, or something. So I rang him, booked an appointment. And uh, I think it was 250 quid, which is a fucking, it's such, or may, I don't know, it could have been anything. It could have been 300 quid. <laughs> I wouldn't give it a bit. There's five. Take a tip. You're fucking doing a great job, Tom. So I uh, went out to his gaff in Black Rock. Uh, this big, one of those big mad houses along the seafront. It was in Dunleary, actually. And uh, you go in and so you meet the guy and you fill out the form, blah, 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 blah. And then you go into a room and he pulled my trousers out. <laughs> he pulled my trousers out. No, he uh, he goes, why are you giving up smoking? And at the time, I had just, I'd, I'd been off the drink a while. I think it was just during the summer. Yeah, it was during the summer because uh, I quit drinking in May. And it must have been June or July. I was going to see this dude to uh, sort out the fucking smoking. So basically what he did was, he goes, he just puts on, he just put on, okay, he goes, he goes, well, close your eyes, sit down on the chair, Bob. And he goes, you know, uh, close your eyes. You're falling asleep. You're deep. You're asleep. So, so you have to pretend you're asleep, even though you're not. Because I, I always thought when you get hypnotized, you're going to be completely knocked out. Like you're just going to be gone. Like you're, you've been under, like when you, when you take, um, when you're given medication for an operation, like a, a, whatever the fuck, they knock you out. You're gone. You're totally, but this is, you're not. You're pretending, you're kind of going, I'm the fucking hold on what's going on here and then he just pressed a tape and left the room and I was going this guy's fucking ripping me off he's not even involved and in, I thought he was going to like just stand there. I don't know what I thought he was going to do but I didn't think he was just going to go you're asleep put on a tape and fuck off and um, that's how old this is how old this is how many years ago this was a tape like fucking hell but I'm trying, I, I think it did work. It worked for about maybe a month or two or a couple of weeks. Then I went back on them. So, yeah. But then I, I did go to one place in Dublin that actually did work. Again, it was expensive. But, you know. Uh, yeah, it was expensive. But in the long run, it's fucking worth it, isn't it? You're fucking, I don't know how people smoke. Do people still smoke? I don't know. Do young people smoke? I don't know what young people do anymore. What do young people do? But uh, yeah, man, if you're smoking now, you're fucking a bit. You're a bit wired, aren't you? Especially with all the the warnings on the packets. Like if a fucking, 
the packets are horrific. There's like a picture of a someone with a hole in their neck, and you're going, "Oh, give us a packet of those." They look pretty. They look like they're they're, they're harmful enough. But anyway, so Friday night, um, I was in the backyard comedy club. It was lively. I was on first. Had a had a good gig, good fun, good laugh. So the second night, uh, see, you never know what it's going to be like. Both nights were packed, and the second night I went there and. Uh, Excuse me. It was the same MC, and she was uh, chatting away to the audience. Blah blah blah. Everything seemed fine. Uh, I got up, started grand. I was about maybe twelve, thirteen minutes into it, and uh, there was a girl to the left who was just like out of her mind, drunk, and she was talking to her friend and blah blah blah. blah and I was going, "Oh my god!" So I said to her, "Listen, you wouldn't mind like not talking." I, I, I said to her, hey, hey, how's it going? Uh, what's the crack? Uh, hello, are you, are you um, I've, like, I said to her, what time? This is at eight o'clock or fucking 20 past eight. And this girl is like hammered at 20 past eight. And I was going, you obviously started drinking like fucking on Friday or something. Like, how are you this drunk? And she's like, I couldn't do anyway. So I said, hey, listen, why don't you just, you know, chill and we'll get back. So this is like 15 minutes. So you do 20 minutes. So I go back. I go back to chatting away about doing my doing my uh, thing, and uh, she just keeps on fucking talking. So I said, um, I said, oh, um, you're still talking there. What's going on? She's like, fucking alpha. I said, are you from Liverpool? And she goes, fucking random, fucking And I said to her, uh, well, you know, why don't you go back to Liverpool? And she's like, fucking hell, you fucker. And then she stood up. And uh, she goes, <laughs> I don't have to be here to fucking listen to someone funny. And I said, well, why don't you just go home and listen to yourself? You think you're hilarious. And she's like, fuck it out. And uh, <laughs> what was really weird was she was, she was getting thrown. She got kind of bouncers came up to her. And, and then there's just like everyone's going, because obviously people wanted her to get out because she was ruining the fucking gig. And then it's like just some random bloke goes with her. I presume he's the uh, he's her boyfriend, but God love him, man. She was fucking steaming. And I was thinking as I was coming out, like um, would I meet her outside? Like this, that's all you need when you come outside. So fuck along, can't you? What a fucking dead rude to me, mate. But uh, when I went outside, she was uh, she was gone. I'd love to know. Uh, that's a twenty past eight. I'd love to know how she got home. I'd love to know how, like, getting home in a small city is is fine. Like, if you're in Dublin and you're in the city centre, you can get into a taxi and you're whatever. It's you're not going to be going that far in Dublin, really. Like, even if you go to the furthest side of of the south side of the city, it's like twenty five minutes, half an hour in a taxi. You get in, you get in, get out, boom, you're done. But if you're in London, like, for starters, no one gets taxis. Uh, people get Ubers but no one's going to get a black cab you're not going to get a black cab for half an hour it'll cost you 800 quid I was in a I got an Uber home the other night and I was taxed I was talking to the uh, I was talking to the driver and, and uh, I says do you pick up many drugs and he goes oh yeah people get fucking guillotined smashed out of it <laughs> and he goes uh, people puke in his car and they're going fucking hell and I remember back in the day if someone puked in your car I think that 
if the police, I don't know, like, if someone puked in a taxi in Dublin, like, back in the fucking 90s or early when you were, when I was drinking, I think people were like, um, people were arrested, were they? You had to pay for the car to get valeted. There was, there was a set fee, I think it was, for puking, which is fucking disgusting, man. Someone pukes, and the guy goes, the taxi driver goes, I says, what do you do if someone pukes in your car? He goes, uh, you ask them, you, you, they, they, they get out of your car, like, they fucking, you throw them out or whatever. But then you just, your night's done, your night's over. You have to go home and clean it. And go, oh my God. And have you ever puked? Ugh, seriously. When you puke, man, it's, remember, as a, you ever know, as a kid you'd puke, or someone would puke. It's in the, ugh. You just fucking, when you puke, your whole insides come out. And then, the smell, the smell goes nowhere. And I said to the taxi driver, how much do you get when someone pukes in your car? He goes, 35 quid. Fucking 35 quid. If someone puked, you'd want to pay 250 quid for that, man. And But Uber pay you, like, um, Uber have someone that can, that you can bring the car to to get it cleaned. And they do it for 35 quid. Well, fuck me. But he... he I says, when do you do it? Oh, the next day. What? You can't do it the next day. So you're telling me, right? Someone pukes in your car. You drive home. Go to bed. And then get into the car the next morning with the smell of puke. Fuck that. <laughs> You'd have to get someone to pick the car up. But uh, that is just fucking bananas. I see Neighbours. The Australian TV show. Has been dropped by Channel 5. Is Channel 5 an Australian? I remember watching Neighbours. Fucking hell, man. Kylie Minogue. Fucking Russell Crowe was in Neighbours in 1987. Loads of... Uh, loads of. Uh, I think it's like a rite of passage for um, Australian actors. Like, Russell Crowe was in Neighbours. Margot Robbie was in Neighbours. Um, Kylie Minogue. And Jason Donovan. But... Uh, I remember when it first came to Ireland, people couldn't get... It was just like everyone watched Neighbours. Neighbours was first broadcast in Australia in 1985 and launched in BBC One a year later. 1986, Jesus Christ. It was on lunchtime and then it was on at half six as well. Guy Pearce was in it. Of... um, What movie was he in? Uh, He was in that one about the guy who couldn't remember his... Every day was a brand new day. (laughs) <laughs> he'd no memory but he was also in that one um, LA story was LA Confidential but uh, fucking Neighbours is coming does anyone even watch TV anymore I don't know I think I don't watch any television I don't have a television so I don't even watch it but on your laptop even you don't even watch TV it's just like sports and um, what's it called real or whatever the fuck uh, YouTube but anyway but Ireland beat Wales anyway which was fantastic they fucking lashed them out of it. So I could only imagine the night that was had in Dublin. The night of the Six Nations. Jesus Christ. They are. If you're ever looking to have a good time in Dublin. Go when the rugby's on. It's 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 the best crack. And there'll be no trouble. It's not like football fans. And Irish football fans are in trouble. But if they're playing against you know who. There could be a bit of trouble. But uh, most... most uh, there's a lot of, there seems to be a lot of trouble in England now at football games. Apparently, uh, according to the to the reporters and stuff like that, football fans are taking coke 
Charlie, cocaine, cocaina, and going to a football game. What fucking level of nut job are you taking cocaine and going to a football game? Don't be taking cocaine in a football game. Wait till the game's over, wear it for a few points, and then take the cocaine. Don't be taking it during the day. I don't know how people go around out their nut during the day. Anyway, you're having a fucking laugh. That's why people get so wound up at football games. Imagine. What do you mean if you're not on coke and your team don't get a penalty? People lose their fucking mind. But, uh, I don't know. That's the, that's the, uh, that's the English football game for you. But there was trouble, there was trouble in uh, Australia with the tennis this year as well. When, when Djokovic got sent home, the Serbian fans were rioting in Melbourne. But you're never going to see, you're never going to see, uh, you're never going to see football, you're not going to see fucking t- uh, tennis hooliganism. Like, you're not going to see trip trouble at uh, Wimbledon. People throwing strawberries at each other. <laughs> like, fucking hell. Imagine he kicked off at Wimbledon. And what's his name? Won it, uh, Nadal. But, uh, I don't know. If he, he did win it, but... I'm just taking a drink here. It does seem a bit... A bit shitty that Djokovic wasn't in it. It's like going, oh... It'd be like fucking... England winning the World Cup but France and Brazil weren't in it like you know but he has made I think it's 200 million or something fucking hell Nadal 200 million that's not including um, that's not including endorsements but the money these guys make in sport is fucking mental but it's mad do you know what's really do you know what is incredible about money people will never have enough isn't that the madness of money people will never have enough money there's um in Saudi Arabia, they're going to be bringing in a new golf. Um, they're trying to challenge the the PGA Tour in America and the European Tour in uh, in Europe, the European Golf Tour. So the Saudis are bringing in, I don't know how many tournaments, but they're all going to be in Saudi Arabia. And people are going, like, there's obviously people are going, well, they shouldn't be allowed to do this because of their human rights. The human rights, the conditions that the people work in. Sure, fucks it. Women were only allowed to drive from last year. Like, there's all sorts of mad shit going on in Saudi Arabia. Like, human trafficking and people. Like, it's just. It's just. Um, apparently, it's like fucking madness what's going on over there. And they say it's. Is it sports washing, is what they call it, when they try and. Um, they try and sort of. Sort of. Cover up what they're doing by. You know. By having these amazing sports things, like, you know. But all, nearly all the top players have been asked to go and play in it. Uh, apparently, Ian Poulter has been offered $22 million to join it. Fucking hell. Lee Westwood was offered $50 million And uh, he's going like, oh yeah, it'd be a no-brainer. <laughs> like, like, these guys don't need the money. Lee Westwood is worth, he must be worth $100 million. He thinks he needs another fifty million. It was like um, Shane Lowry, the Irish golfer. I think he's made thirty-five million playing golf around the world. Like he won the British Open. Like he doesn't need money. There's no possible way Shane Lowry needs money. But when he was questioned about going to Saudi Arabia to play in in this new Super League, he was going, "Listen, I'm not a politician, and you know, I have a family to feed. And if you've ever seen Shane Lowry," He doesn't need any more food. Do you know what I mean? The one thing Shane Larry does not need is more food. So, yeah, it's, it's just like, fucking hell. 
all the stuff that people talk about is bollocks, isn't it? Really, like in China, they still like the Olympics are in China, <laughs> and look what's going on over there, man. But yeah, so what I'm saying is, I'm happy to announce that I'm going to be going to Saudi Arabia and I'm going to be entertaining the golfers over there. I get four million a show, and uh, I have a family to feed, and I got to do these things. But anyway, I'm gonna go because uh, I need to go. I've got to go, man. If you're looking for me, you can get me Rory O'Hanlon comedy. Rory O'Hanlon comedy on Instagram. Loads of videos up there. Um, I'm on TikTok as well. Rory O'Hanlon comedy. TikTok's a weirdo, man. I keep getting. I got banned a couple of times from TikTok. TikTok. If you put up a video on TikTok and it has like. You know, if you put subtitles on it and there's, there's swear words in the subtitles, they they ban you for two days from TikTok. Fuck's sake. Uh, but anyway, I'm on there. I'm doing a show in London this Thursday, February the 10th at the Museum of Comedy at 8 o'clock. If you're looking to buy a ticket for that, go onto my Instagram. The link is in my bio. Museum of Comedy this Thursday, 10 o'clock, 9, 8 o'clock. And uh, besides all of that, thank you for listening. And if you do like the podcast, leave a review, share it, tell people to listen to it, whatever. But if you're looking for me, I'm going to be in Saudi Arabia from March 3rd. And uh, thank you for listening. Hasta luego.